0: Good morning. Welcome to today's reading of uh, October the 9th. Kenny Copeland, Limited Love. I appreciate your listening skills and take into heart. You know, we need repetition. We need repetition and new ideas of inspiration. I need them. God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray. God, grant me the love and the enthusiasm that I may share with others. Help me to stay away from grievous situations and learn how to handle them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All righty, here we go. October the ninth, Limitless Love. Who is in control? Let no one delude and deceive you, with empty excuses and groundless arguments for these sins. Excuse me. For through these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of rebellion and disobedience. So do not associate or be shared with them, sharers with them. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Lead the lives of those native-borns to the light. For the fruit of the light of the Spirit consists in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. This is the Amplified Bible, Ephesians 5, 6, verses 6 through 9. Ephesians 5, 6 through 9. Again, let no one delude you and deceive you with empty excuses and groundless arguments. For through these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of rebelling and disobedience. So do not associate with them. For once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are light. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. Amen. And for us, folks, it's just... It's enthusiasm with love, okay? Letting God shine through us. Make it simple, huh? If you want to get on the spiritual fast track and grow more quickly in your love walk, here's one important thing you must do. Is stop making excuses. When you see you've been wrong and you step stepped out of love, don't waste any time explaining and rationalizing your behavior. Don't pass the buck and say, as one comedian did many years ago, the devil made me do it. The devil can't make you do anything. You're a born-again child of God. Neither the devil nor the sin he is peddling have any dominion over you. So don't try to lay the blame on him. Don't point your finger on the person who aggravates you either. It is not their fault. It doesn't matter what anyone says or does. The Spirit of God who lives in you will provide you with all the power you need to respond in love. He will enable you to bear the fruit of goodness, kindness, and love in every situation. One thing He will not do, however, is control your flesh for you. He'll strengthen you and help you, but you're the one who must put the strength and power to work. It's your job to take authority over your mind and your mouth and make them lined up with the law of love. In a meeting some years ago, the Holy Spirit said this through a word of prophecy. If you don't have control of your flesh, I don't have control of your flesh. Take that revelation a step further. Again, if you don't have control of your flesh, I don't have control of your flesh. Take that revelation a step further and you'll see that if we don't have control of our flesh and God doesn't have control of our flesh, someone else will will take control of it and that someone is the devil himself that's a sovereign thought because if we let satan control our flesh he will ultimately control our lives he'll not only steal our love walk and keep us from bearing the fruit of the spirit he'll rob us of the blessings of god don't let him do it rise up and take responsibility for yourself stop making excuses when you miss it and step out of love Admit it immediately and do whatever it takes to step right back in. Take control of your flesh and walk as a child of light every day. Amen. One of the ways I do it is I say, I force myself to act enthusiastic and I will become enthusiastic for 10 minutes in front of the mirror. And I usually, I'm the catalyst, I'm the spark plug, I am the flint. I get I get the bomb started early in the morning. All right now, God bless you. Thank you for coming. Reading of John chapter 4. Jesus leaves for Galilee. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed on again unto Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then come he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sikar, near to the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph, now Jacob well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied in his journey, sat by the well. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, "Give me drink," for his disciples were gone away into the city to buy food. Then he said to the woman of Samaria unto him, "How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, who am a woman of Samaria?" For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to, to thee, Give me a drink, thou should have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from where then hast thou, thou that living water? Are thou greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, and his sons, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinketh of the water that I should give him shall never thirst. But the water that I should give him shall be in him a well of water springing up in everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. Thou Saidest thou truly? The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship You not know what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now, is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto Him, I know that Messiah cometh who is called Christ, when he comes, he will teach you, tell us all things. Jesus said unto him, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he would talk with a woman. Yet no man said, What seeketh thou or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? When they went out of the city and came unto him, in the meanwhile his disciples besought him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have food to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him anything to eat? Jesus said unto them, My food is to do the will of him that, that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not you, there are yet four months, and then come and harvest? Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white, already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And here is that saying true, one soweth and one reapeth. I sent you to reap that on which you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. For the saying of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word, and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now, after two days, he departed from there and went into Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then, when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did at Jerusalem at the feast. For they also went unto the feast. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The noble one said unto him, Sir, come down before my child died. Jesus said unto him, Go, go thy way, thy son live it. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, the servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son live it. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to improve, and they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus sent unto him, Thy son liveth, and he himself believed in his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea, unto Galilee welcome to today's reading today we're going to be reading or this month we're reading the King James Bible we are honoring our flagship our cornerstone Bible and I just found something else folks you'd probably be real surprised too that uh there's a lot of different King James versions out there. I always thought they were all the same. But you know, they got a little word here, a little there, depending on the uh, printer, manufacturer, the year. Hmm, that was uh, new to me. We're getting good at this. Now, this one was published in 1967, New King authorized king james version with introductions annotations subject chain reference and such word changes in the text as will help the reader okay there you go editorial committee this is a scofield bible the new scofield reference bible latest thing in 1967 proverbs 9 let's pray father We give you our hearts, our minds, our souls, Lord, that you will transfigure, illuminate us with your light and your words. Set us free according to your word, according to our listening, Lord. Bless our listening that we may assimilate. Lord, receive your words and change us, we ask, according to your will and your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Alright, we're going to read Proverbs 9, see how far we get, and then uh, Psalms 9, 39, 69, 99, and 129. We pray. Okay, we don't get rapture here. Proverbs 9 Eternal Wisdom Praised. Wisdom has built her house, she has honed out her seven pillars. She has kill her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent forth her maidens. She cried upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in either. As for him that lacketh understanding, she said to him, Come, come now, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mixed. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scoffer geteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man geteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scoffer, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied and thy years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise thou shall be wise for thyself, but if thou scoffest thou alone shall bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous; she is simple and knoweth nothing: for she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call those who pass by. Who go right on their way. Whoso is simple, let him turn in heather. And as for him that lacketh understanding, she said to him Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of shallow hell. All right, let's go ahead and read uh, Psalms 9 and get our fill of the Holy Spirit. The uh, After reading all this, joy, love and joy is uh, what we're after, okay? I will praise Thee, O Lord, with all my heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praises to Thy name, O Thou Most High. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou didst sit on the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the nation. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end. And thou hast destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they who know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken those who seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord who dwelleth in Zion, declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer from those who hate me. Thou who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praises in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The nations are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the net which they hid in their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The wicked is snare in the work of his own hands. Salah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgive God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the nations be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Salah. Psalms 39. I said... I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a brittle while the wicked is before me. I was done with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. then spoke I with my tongue. Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days, what it is. That I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a hand breath, and my age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Slough. Surely, every man walketh in a vain show. Surely, they are disquitted in vain. He heaped up the riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb, I opened not my mouth, because thou didst remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. When, when thou with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity, thou makes his beast to consume away like a moth, Surely every man is vanity. Salaam. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner as all of my fathers were. O spare me that I may recover strength before I depart. Am no more. I am no more. Psalm 69. Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire while there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restore that which I took not away. O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hidden from thee. Let not them who wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those who seek thee be confounded for my sake. O God of Israel, because for thy sake I have been born reproach, shame has covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thy house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who reproach thee are falling upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, In an acceptable time, O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Deliver me out of the mire, and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me, and out of the deep water. Let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, and hide not thy face from thy servant. For I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw near unto my soul, and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. Thou hast known my reproach, and my shame, and my dishonor. My adversities are all before thee reproach has broken my heart and i am full of heaviness and i look for some to take pity but there was none and for comforters but i found one none they gave me also gal for my food and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink let their table become a snare before them and that which should have been to their welfare let it become a trap let their eyes be darkened that they see not, and make their loins continually shake. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let the wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their habitation be desolated, and let none of them dwell in their tains. For they persecute him who thou hast smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. Add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness." Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let the salvation, O God, set me up on high. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that has horns and hoops. The humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live and seek God. The humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek, seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor and despises not. <laughs> Excuse me, his prisoners. I'm sitting outside on the grass and it's starting to get cold. I mean, the seasons are changing. I'm grounding my feet on the ground. There's a movie called Grounded, Grounding. Take a look at it in YouTube for free. Barefoot, at least a half hour in the morning, a half hour in the evening on the grass, It'll take away all your static electricity in your body. Static electricity or electromagnetic frequencies, they give inflammation, and inflammation is the cause of all illnesses. Proven fact, folks. Mayo Clinic all over the place. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. Verse 32. I'm on chapter 69, verse 32. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let the heavens and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it, and they who love his name shall dwell therein. Amen. Now we go to 99. One of my favorite Psalms. Psalms 99. The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubim, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and He is high above all the peoples. Let them praise thy great and awe-inspiring name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loveth justice. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executes justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt you, the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name, they call upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinances that he gave them. Thou answers them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God who forgavest them. Thou, thou, though thou hast taken a vengeance on their misdeeds. Okay, let me read that again. Thou answers them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God who forgavest them. Thou, thou, <laughs> though thou hast taken vengeance. Under misdeeds. Exalt the Lord our God. And worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Hey. Did thou get that? Alright. 129. Our last one. And I'll praise the Lord for you coming in here. And hanging on. You are a glutton for blessings. That's what you are. A glutton for blessings. Me too psalm 129 many a time have they afflicted me from my youth may israel now say many a time they had afflicted me from my youth yet they have not prevailed against me the plowers plowed upon my back they may long their furrows the lord is righteous he has cut us under the cords of the wicked let them all be confounded and turn back that hate zion let them be like the grass upon the housetops, which wither before it grow it up wherewith the, m- the more fill it not his hand nor he that bindeth the sheaves his bosom neither do they who go by say the blessing of the lord be upon you we bless you in the name of the lord amen thank you for reading today uh it would be good to get a three by five card and put it with a scotch tape on your door on the way out Put one in your car and your cover when you brush your teeth just for about 30 days. And then we get in the habit of blessing others. This is what we say to them. Psalm 129 verse 8 says, You say to the, the blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord, especially to our enemies, okay? You know, unjust. Then we will show ourselves righteous. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. I mean, that's a double emphasis that God's blessing. And now that we are in Christ Jesus, we can bless others like. And what we're saying is God's strengthening you in righteousness. God's strengthening you in doing the right thing. So I say to you, the blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Go in peace. Our readings have ended. Hi, welcome. Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland. When your joy slips away. Verse for the day is Philippians 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing to you, to be indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing to you, to me, indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Interesting, huh? Philippians 3.1. Have you ever noticed that when the fruit of the Spirit is listed in Galatians, love tops the list? That's because love is the fruit from which all of the others flow. When love is present, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control always follow right behind it. When love is absent, the rest are absent too. That's why I train myself to pay a close attention to not only my love life, but to my joy level. Since joy is the immediate result of walking in love, I learned that when my joy begins to wane, it's a sure sign that somewhere along the way I step out of love and into selfishness. Initially, I might have no idea when it happened. I'll just notice that although I began my day in joy, somehow a sense of sadness or irritation has set in. What's the matter with me, I wonder? I felt a great, a while ago, what has stolen my joy? Inevitably, as I think back through my day, I remember some insignificant but unkind things someone said to me that caused me to take offense without even realizing it. I'll recall some situation where someone aggravated me and I failed to respond in love. I'll see that from that moment on, my day began to go downhill. My joy slowly but surely began to slide away. Once I realize what has happened, I do whatever is necessary to correct the situation. I repent for my failure to walk in love, forgive the person who was unkind to me, and extend heartfelt grace to the person who irritated me. As I respond to them outwardly in an unloving manner, I apologize, if possible, and make things right. When I purposely stir my joy up again, I am driving my car, I'll play a CD of praise songs, and sing along. I can't carry a tune, so I only do what I'm, I'm alone. It will be a loving to do it when others are around. I, It wouldn't be loving to do it if others were around. I thought... If thoughts of strife or aggravation try to persist, I just resist them. I look at the situation in the light of the Word of God and say to myself, that's no big deal. I'm full of love, so I'm not going to be touchy and fretful about that. I'm not going to let the devil use it to steal my joy. If you're serious about walking in love, I recommend you do the same thing. Watch yourself, and when you find you're you're getting downcast or depressed, Look back and see where you stumbled and fell out of love. Then step right back and stir your joy up again. You and everyone around you will be very glad you did. Amen. Let's go ahead and read um, What's So Hard About That. That's October the 7th. The scripture for this is Hebrews ten thirty eight. Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Sometimes I see Christians struggling and sweating in an effort to live by faith. To watch them, you'd think that faith in God is very difficult to obtain and extremely complicated to walk in. But God never intended living by faith to be difficult. He meant it to be simple that even a child could do it. We're the ones who make it hard. And we did it by separating it from love. Since faith works by love, you can easily see why a great mistake that can be. To have faith in God basically means to trust Him. Before we trust anyone, we have to know their heart. We have to know not only what they promised us, But why they made those promises. Unless we know their motives, we can never fully trust them. If they're under pressure, for example, and have to choose between protecting themselves or us, we're never sure exactly what they will do. That's why it does us only a limited amount of good to rehearse God's promises over and over, trying to believe them when we have little revelation of His love. We're continually plagued with doubts. What if God's promises? are conditional. No wonder. And we have unknowingly failed to meet these conditions. What if, in this contact called the Bible, there are clauses and exceptions that excuse God from fulfilling these promises? What if there are qualifications we don't know anything about? Once we understand God's heart, however, such questions just melt away. Once we realize that He made all those promises because He loved us, We can rest assured not only that he will, but that he wants us to do for us all that he has said. God's motive in everything he does for us is purely and simple love. We never have to worry about him choosing his own interests over ours because he already proved at Calvary that he was willing to sacrifice himself on our behalf by pouring out his very own blood. He showed us that every promise He has made to us and every word He has spoken was prompted by His great love. He demonstrated that once and for all that He cares so much about us that He wants to meet our every need. And He has power enough to do it. All we have to do is give Him an open door by inviting Him into our lives and He will rush in to do good things for us. That's how much He loves us. The more we understand that, the easier it is for us to have faith. After all, faith is just believing what God says. Faith is simply being confident that God has told us the truth. What's so hard about that? Nothing when you know His love. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. welcome to today's podcast i am fernando i am a grateful member of alana very very grateful for this program that's turned me around made the difference in my life i am a double winner but it's brought up new insights new clarities uh more discipline i'm very thankful for all of you out there collectively we make a we make a whole all right, I'll be reading from this book, Hope for Today. Day. Let's pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. My higher power gives me situations where I can choose to grow or not grow. These situations seem to occur more frequently when I practice the al Principles. They usually involve unresolved issues with my family and reappear in the form of conflicts with colleagues, friends and neighbors, excuse me. These conflicts tend to repeat until I gather the awareness, courage, self-love and willingness through the 12 steps to stop suffering. Then I can live life in a different way with healthier attitudes and choices. When I face people who remind me of the alcoholic behavior of my childhood home, I used to be so afraid that I panicked, ran away or shut down. This behavior perpetuated my old cycle of suffering. I didn't realize I was actually having flashbacks from my alcoholic upbringing and that my reactions to these people were extreme as if I were still the frightening little person or child. Today, when I am faced with unhealthy and unacceptable behavior, today, when I am faced with unhealthy and unacceptable behavior, I don't run away. I use the program to help me. I remember to stop and think. I use my intellect instead of my emotions before responding. I detach from the person or the situation until I can calm down and think rationally. I call my sponsor to diffuse my emotions and help me figure out which programs to tools apply. When I apply my Eleanor wisdom in these types of situations, unacceptable behavior comes into my life less frequently. When I am willing to let my higher power help me face my problems today in a healthier manner than I did in the past, I'm not as likely to create them. Thought for the day, if I don't take the time to recover from the past, I am bound to repeat it. Again, if I don't take the time to recover from the past, I am bound to repeat it. And Elatine, Hope for Children of Our College, page 78, says, Thanks to Elatine, I can talk to and understand people better and live what I call a happy, normal life. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wonderful readings today. Hope for today. Our next kid in the block is Courage to Change. Are you ready? Start your engines. All right. October the 9th. I used to think of God as my adversary adversary we were engaged in a battle of wills and i wasn't about to let down my guard you can imagine how quickly this attitude led me to hit a hard emotional bottom i came to elanon but i was reluctant to admit that i was powerless i knew it was true i had obviously failed to conquer alcoholism but i wasn't going to submit to my enemy i'm so grateful to Elon for helping me learn to surrender It took a long time, but I finally realized that surrender does not mean submission. It means I'm willing to stop fighting reality, to stop trying to do God's part, and to do my own. When I gather flowers or marvel at nature's wonders, I do not lose face when I concede that I am not in control. So it is with everything in my life, the best way i found to invite serenity is to recognize that the world is in good hands today's reminder. Today I can be grateful that the earth will continue to revolve without any help from me. I am free to live my own life safe in the knowledge that a higher power is taking care of the world, my loved ones and myself. The first step prepares us for a new life which we can achieve only by letting go of what we cannot control and by undertaking one day at a time. The monumental task of setting our setting our world in order through a change in our own thinking one day at a time in al-anon greetings one day at a time in al october the night when we speak of miracles happening in El we often include, among these, the entry of a spouse into AA and sobriety. Again, when we're talking about miracles happening in El we often include, among these, the happening of a spouse that comes into AA and sobriety. That's a miracle. This indeed is a miracle, but it is not our miracle. It is the alcoholics. It is not our business, nor has it ever been to watch over them, worry about their sobriety, see that they don't drink, that they go to the right number of AA meetings. If we continue the techniques of management and supervision that did so much to make a mess of life during the drinking days, we are headed for trouble. We can and should be grateful on this on their behalf but our business is with the al and ourselves. This wonderful program will help us make something of our own lives. Our responsibility to the alcoholic is to let them manage their own sobriety and to be gentle, courteous, courteous and cooperative. Today's reminder, the AA member, however, close to me is the concern of his friends in AA. The AA member, however close to me, is a concern of his friends and AA. He must be left free to follow the program in his own way. If I am truly grateful, I will keep hands off. From the book of Thessalonians, it says, Study to be quiet and to do your own business. And confuse not the business of others with your own. And I heard someone say, There's God's business, there's my business, and then there's none of my business. I'm Fernando, I am a grateful recovering uh, double winner and a member of Al-Anon. When I'm working with others and they have a slip in the drink, I just imagine them there when they were at their best the last time and then I'll say a prayer for them. So I thank God for their, just the way they are when they were sober and it won't be long before they're standing there hiccuping and stuff and the drinking and the storm is over and they get back on the wagon imagination folks with thanking God just the way they are but imagine them when they were there at their best that's one of the things I I, when I talked to them I said if you had some time from not drinking what are your best productive years with the program what is the best years that you have what is the best time And, and take them back to that and, and thank God for them just as they are and try to keep them there. And that, my friends, is what it's all about. It's imagination. So I thank God. We need to use our, our imagination more and then seal it, but thank God just the way things are in the imagination. Thank God for their good conduct, their, have their politeness, and their awareness and their clarity. We say this. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray out. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen keep coming back folks it's working from faith to faith october the 9th your first and highest calling by kenny copeland god is faithful by whom you recall unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Corinthians one nine. Do you know what God wants you to do more than anything else today? He wants you to fellowship with Him. He wants you to walk with Him and talk with Him, to discuss the things of life with Him. He wants you to draw near to Him and partake of His nature. So many of us get so caught up in striving to please God in the things we do that we forget our first and highest calling is just to be in fellowship with Him. That's right, God longs for us just to want to be with Him. Have you ever considered how much it would mean to you for you to just come to God and say, Father, I don't really. Come today to get anything. I've prayed about my needs already. And your word says that they're met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I just come to be with you. If you have anything you like to tell me, I'm ready to listen now. And I want you to know that whatever I see in your word, I'll do it. I'll put it into effect in my life. Why don't you tell that to God today? He's waiting. To have fellowship with you. Additional reading is 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Okay, let's go ahead and read uh, yesterday's, because I did miss it. And because this is so short for one. October the 8th, Seed of Fate, by Kenny Copeland. Verily, verily I say unto you: if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain. Remove hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Matthew seventeen twenty. Someone once said that the reason I can live like I do is because I have special faith. But you know, that's just not true. I don't have special faith. God has given me the same measure of faith He's given to you and every other believer. The only reason my faith looks like it works better is because I use it. If you've been living in the shadow of a mountain waiting for God to give you some kind of special fate, make a change today. Step out and put the measure of faith you have to work moving the spiritual, physical, mental, and financial obstacles Satan has brought against you. Romans 12.3 says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Believe Him. Step out in faith about that faith. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that through faith in Jesus Christ, you have shared your nature and your spirit with me. I am grateful for the measure of faith imparted to me as a believer. I make this decision today to walk in faith. To put it to work on the situations around me, I commit myself to operate in mountain-moving faith, for I know that it is impossible to please you without it. As I plant this faith and water it with your word, I expect it to grow and overcome the mountains in my life and in the lives of those for whom I intercede. Thank you, Father, that... As I do this, nothing shall be impossible unto me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. I did read this yesterday. I just want to go ahead and read it again. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Give them heaven.